What up, you mutant miscreants? It is I, Oroko Saki, aka The Shredder, here to tell you about the Shredhead podcast, starring me, The Shredder, and my best friend, my main brain, the brains of the outfit I'm talking about, Krang. Krang is there. He's my producer. We have a podcast. It's utterly ridiculous. It's an insane premise. Uh, to top it all off, I I haven't even seen the Ninja Turtles in years, but we're primarily talking about hoops. Yes, the national, the national BA, the W national BA. Um, oh damn it! I've run into the lyrics. I'm sorry, but just check out the Shredhead podcast. It's me. It's crying. It's crazy. How come you're always helping everybody and getting paid back for? Well, that's the way I am, you know. I'm a little hard-headed. They say, Dusty Rhodes, how come you don't look like Ric Flair and have all them muscles and pretty body? Well, I like the nightlife just a little bit better than I like the damn gym, Jack. You understand? As long as I can get out and do it better than anybody, and as long as I make more money per night than any athlete in this country, and as long as I make a half a million dollars a year, I don't really give a damn what they think out there. Can you dig that? I hope you can. I hope you can. I hope you can. Lord, I hope you can. Welcome to the Hyphen Universe Show. <laughs> I'm your host, Kellen Conley, aka B Hyphen. Show sponsored by water. A tall glass of water, 40 ounces of water. How's everybody doing, man? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling fantastic. Got some work done on the album today. Got some verses re-recorded. This is like hell week. Trying to put this album to bed. Um, I want it to be done by Sunday. We'll see. We'll see if I get there. So pray for me, y'all. But hopefully, two days before the 10-year anniversary of my first album, my second album will be ready for public consumption and it'll come out in march so i'm very excited about that mental health check-in real quick i'm all right i'm doing good um had, had a good day can't complain um you know didn't eat too badly which is a good thing had some delicious shout out to wayne's in fort ashby west virginia man if you ever go through fort ashby or i think they got two locations i think there's still one in kaiser if you ever go to Kaiser, West Virginia. If you're ever in Kaiser, I'm sorry. <laughs> My wife's from Kaiser, but if you're ever in Kaiser, I'm sorry. Um, there is a shop called Wayne's there, and they have delicious all kinds of food. And my mother-in-law sent me, sent us, sorry, some chicken salad and some ham salad and some potato salad and some chili sauce for hot dogs. And oh, it was, I, I ate the rest of my chicken tacos I made last night. Um, and had one of those, and then I made like a little, a little ham taco with my um, low carb tortillas, and then had some potato salad, and it was 
chef's kiss, man. And then I came down here and worked. And now I'm sitting up here to talk to y'all. So welcome once again, welcome in, welcome in everybody who may be watching around the world, around the universe, to my universe, hyphen universe, of course. And the first thing I want to talk about real quick, my brother Matthew, who was on episode 204 of Hyphen Nation, look at me pulling out of, th out of thin year, thin year, out of thin air. Uh, we actually recorded that episode last January when he was in the States the first time last year. It was the first time he had been back since he left um four years ago which is crazy three years whatever it was and we chopped it up and he we were talking uh, the other day and he was saying how he didn't understand why Beyonce was making country music so that's the first topic what are my thoughts on Beyonce making country music well I I am um, after after a period of being angry about Lemonade before I figured out what she was saying on Lemonade was true Way to go, Hove. After I figured <laughs> figured that out, I I stand a Beyonce man. I, I love Beyonce. I love a lot of her music. Uh, my favorite album, if we're going to throw it out there, is the self-titled one, the the surprise drop that came out in late 2013. That's my favorite Beyonce album. Really enjoyed Renaissance. It's a crime she had one album in the year, but Grammy's going to Grammy. So first and foremost, Act Two, as she's calling it. It seems like it is a country album. She dropped two country singles on, on the day of the Super Bowl, the night of the Super Bowl, matter of fact. And they're both very, very good singles. 16 Carriages and Texas Hold'em. They're going crazy. She's, went, she's up to number one on the Billboard charts, the first black woman in Black History Month to top the Billboard charts, which is amazing. So shout out to Beyonce for that one. Shout out to that. that. That's just that's just cool, man. That's just cool. But why would Beyonce, who is literally the queen of of the R and B realm, of the pop realm when it comes to black soul singers nowadays, why would she make a country album? And I'll tell you why. It's to win a Grammy. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Even though I do feel like maybe there's some ulterior motives to be like, I haven't won a Grammy doing all this great music this way. So let me try to make great music this way. So here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. Beyonce is going to roll out this album in a few more weeks. And it's funny because uh, we're, we're getting the new Ariana Grande album. And then we're going to get Beyonce. And then you got Taylor's new album. So it, it's going to be a busy couple weeks. And then Miley dropped the whole ass album with, um, not album, song with Pharrell. Apparently it's an old song. But yeah, Miley Cyrus dropped the song with Pharrell. If you ever want to check that out. I... I know she posted about it on Instagram. I'm going to guess it's on pre-sale, a pre-save. So it should come out um, later this week. So a lot of those same pop artists I talked about on that one episode of Hyphenation episode. Let's see. I don't got it. <laughs> I don't got it. There's an episode where I literally talked about Gaga's last album that came out. Ariana's last album came out. Evermore. And then um, Miley's album that came out before Endless Summer Vacation. Whole episode of Hyphenation. So you can go listen to that wherever podcast or podcast if you're interested. Don't let me hold you. But it's funny that we're getting all this music back to back by all these great female artists. And apparently Gaga, Susan, who, uh, Gaga is in the studio right now. And that's super exciting to me because I love me some Lady Gaga probably the most. It probably goes Gaga, 
Beyonce, Taylor, Miley, then Ariana. If I'm just picking out of those, you know, there's a there's a whole list. So don't be like, like man, you like some white ass music. Music is music, and that's exactly my point. That's exactly my point. All right. So Beyonce is going to do a country album. And Matt said something about, man, I hope it doesn't, like, she get all this, she didn't get a backlash. I hope she didn't get canceled, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, first of all, I was like, what's she going to get canceled for? Second of all, she's already had a lot of pushback from radio stations saying that, a uh, country radio station saying that she wasn't a country artist. But eventually those country stations started playing Beyonce. And now she's shot to the top of the country and the um, Hot 100 and Billboard now. First black woman to do so, if I didn't mention it already. And yes, I know I did. What I'm hoping for, and what I told Matt, was this is a good moment for her. Because she's coming out of this dance house era of renaissance. Stepping into another genre. And she's going to... She is she's going to make some phenomenal music in the country genre. And even with a little backlash about stations not wanting to play her or, you know, Donald supporter number one million and seven be like, Beyonce shouldn't be living making our kind of music. That's messed up. Make America great again. Even if he's over there saying that while he's sipping on his Miller Lite, because you know he ain't drinking no Bud Light. Even if he's doing that. This music's going to be irresistible. And first, it's going to go through the women fans of country music. Fans who like Beyonce. And even if they didn't love Beyonce, they at least liked her song that she did with the Chicks a few years ago on Lemonade. Um, Daddy Issues, I want to say. So they enjoyed that. Beyonce was on the CMT's, one of the country award shows, not that long ago performing. Like within the last, let's say, eight years. Um, eight to nine years. And... So so maybe they're familiar with her from that. They're going to be curious. They're going to listen, and they're going to start to like it. And then naturally, because the ladies love it, that means the dudes have to listen to it, and then the dudes are going to start loving it. And so all of a sudden, all these people who maybe didn't consider listening to Beyonce will start listening to Beyonce. And then from there, they'll be like, hmm, well, you know what? I don't, I don't, I don't agree with a lot of what this woman has to say in her real life, but I really like her country music. I'm going to go listen to, I'm going to listen to this four album by Beyonce. And I, I apologize that is a stereotype, but you know what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to get at. And they're going to go listen to four and they're going to go listen to Dangerously in Love. And they might even find some Destiny's Child music. And then they'll come back to Renaissance. And then they might bounce over to um, Self-Titled. And then they'll come over and even listen to the Carters. And then maybe they'll listen to a little more Jay-Z. All of that stuff. It's just going to hopefully be a nice trickle effect for country fans to come and discover Beyonce and expand her reach globally. Reverse of that, all of the Bayhive, all of Beyonce's fans, like myself, if I wasn't already um, pretty, I don't want to say worldly, but pretty diversified in my music bonds, if it wasn't for that then those fans are going to be like, oh man, you know what? Um, we love Beyonce and we love his country album because we love her no matter what. Let's go over and check out some other country music. 
So maybe they go and discover Garth, maybe. I mean, you got to do it on Amazon Music, which is stupid, Garth. Can you please put your music on all streaming services? Can, can you just do that? Nobody cares about your exclusivity. Put your music on all the streaming services. Damn. It's annoying. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, Garth. Uh, maybe they'll listen to a little Randy Travis. Maybe they will take it back and start listening to Willie Nelson, may, maybe, from country. Maybe they'll discover what an icon that Dolly Parton is. Go listen to some Jolene, some 9 to 5, and Beyonce, I know you're listening. I already told Matt about this. Look, Texas Hold'em, Remix, Dolly Parton. Dolly already made a post on IG about how excited she is about you boy making country music. Put Dolly on the album. Do a remix with Dolly, man. Like, please. Garth, put your music on all streaming platforms. And Dolly, link up with Beyonce and make a remix. It, it would be amazing. Or do a whole ass new song. That'd be even more amazing. That's what I'm hoping. And so all of these fans of, of R&B and pop and trap and rap will start discovering country music. And then... It just expands everybody's listening horizons. All because Beyonce made a country album. So yeah, Beyonce may have just been like, you know what, this is the aesthetic I'm on right now. This is the vibe. I'm going to do this. We all know she ain't got to make any more music. She ain't got to. There's no point. But obviously we're lucky enough where she still wants to. So we're going to be very grateful for that. Now, that's just my thoughts on why uh, Beyonce and country music could be a, a match made in heaven. Um, and I hope to see Beyonce continue to diversify her music portfolio. Um, that, that apparently is a theme today, is diversifying your music portfolio. So um, I know a title when I hear one, even though I was going to call this one, Why Do You Care? Eh, I think this one's a diver diversify your musical portfolio. Say it in the Chappelle voice, or sorry, from from the in the Jizza voice from the Chappelle skit, when he's like, "Diversify your bonds," you know, that's how you should diversify your music. Which brings me to my next topic. Okay, all right. Chappelle is a transphobe. I no longer support Dave Chappelle. That's me personally. Okay. R. Kelly is a horrible human being. I, for many years now, have not listened to R. Kelly's music. Until today. And I feel guilty as hell. But the Ignition remix came on the radio at work. And normally I skip that song because we have a rack of CDs that we just go through all the time. And normally I skip it because I burned that CD originally like X amount of years ago. And I had the Ignition remix on there. I was getting ready to skip it and I was like... And I, and I and I can't lie, I vibed and he's a monster. I feel horrible. I feel horrible. But I generally don't support R. Kelly, okay? Um, who else comes to mind that I don't support? Oh, yeah, Kanye West. Amongst the slavery was a choice comments and other things he's done throughout the years, despite the fact that he's bipolar and he has a mental illness, which I fully account for because I 
preached, I literally preached mental health just the last episode of the Hyphen Universe, Joe. Just did it. Okay? But, Kanye West literally said Hitler was right. He is anti-Semitic against a whole ass type of human being. And you know what Kanye fans did? Did they turn away in disgust? No. They doubled down. They hung signs over the over the bridges and the road bridges in LA. I don't know what the damn streets are. I'm from West Virginia. Saying that Kanye was right about the Jews. There was an uptick in anti-Semitic crimes because of Kanye. And you know what he did to apologize? This fool said, I like Jews now. Jonah Hill was funny in 21 Jump Street. And y'all were fine with it. Yes, he lost the Adidas deal. Yes, he lost a bunch of money. There's a bunch of people who refused to work with Kanye and he, he was hurt financially by his comments. But now he got the vultures out of with Ty Dolla Sign and everybody's like, oh my God, Kanye West got a new album out. I love it. Kanye, Kanye, such a genius. So cancellation does not exist. It doesn't. Louis C.K. literally was jerking his little in front of women without asking in their dressing rooms. Like, hey, what's up, Sarah Silverman? Here, look at my little... And she's like, ha, 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 that's just how he is. But then there was a lot of women who was like, oh, hell nah. There's still people who support Bill Cosby. <laughs> he literally date raped women for years upon years upon years. And there's another one. I have not watched an episode of the Cosby show since that came out. Thank you, Hannibal Burris. Cancellation is a myth. It is a myth. It does not matter. If you have any kind of influence and any kind of money, people want more from you and they're not going to care. They're not going to care about anything that he said, all of the horrible hate speech that he talked about last year, back to Kanye. They don't care. They absolutely don't care. They don't. They just want more Kanye. Oh, Kanye West, give me some of my music, Kanye. Oh, oh you're so great. <laughs> a journalist that I highly respect constantly puts posts from Kanye shows on his feed, and it drives me insane. Like, do you not see the narrative he has creative and the narrative that we allow him to continue to breathe? And then it sucks because I can't separate myself from anything that he did prior to, prior to, um, Life of Pablo. Life of Pablo was the first Kanye album. I was like, eh, that's fine. You know, it had some songs, but that was when I started to feel the first signs of, uh, you know, I'm not feeling it. So I'm going to listen to College Dropout. I'm going to listen to Graduation. I'm not. I'm going to listen to Late Registration. I'll, I'll listen to all of that and enjoy it. But I'm, I'm not in the con. I miss the old Kanye narrative. This is who Kanye's always been. And I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to entertain the idea of it's like, oh, it's because his mom died. Yes, Donda dying had a lot to do with why he became a piece of trash. But, but. At what point 
is enough enough? Apparently never. He's still selling out shows. He's still selling merchandise of whatever the hell he's doing to put out his horrible shoes. Yeezys are highly overrated and I hate them. I don't think they've ever been a good shoe. Not the Nike Yeezys, the Adidas ones. I don't care. At, come at me. At me in the comments. You love your Yeezy slides. Good for you. Good for you. Where are the slides of a man who's anti-Semitic? Good for you. But I mean, that's just the world we're living in, right? 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 So cancellation doesn't exist. The last cancellation I, that I thought was going to happen was Lizzo with the whole dancer situation. I haven't heard anything. I guess it's still in litigation, whatever. It's still in court. And Lizzo's fine. Lizzo was giving out awards at the Grammys. And yeah, when Lizzo's case, it could have been like, yeah, she could have just been a bitch for a little while. And that's what the problem was. That's fine. That's fine. That's Lizzo's choice to do that, obviously. And for people to call her on behavior, that is also their choice and the right thing to do. So maybe it's not on the level of, oh, I sleep with little girls and pee on them. Or, oh, I hate the Jews and Hitler was right. But at the same time, cancellation is a flipping myth. And it really aggravates me. Obviously, because you can tell how annoyed I am. Last topic. Speaking of haters, Scotty Pippen. <laughs> Scotty, Scotty, Scotty. <sighs> Real quick catch up for those of you not to know. A little documentary came out from the 1998 Bulls season, the 1997-98 Bulls season, where cameras are following their Bulls around the whole season Dennis Rodman even said recently he did that they didn't know the cameras were filming for Michael so they had planned to release this doc this um documentary in the summer of 2020 and then of course COVID happened and so ESPN kind of scrambled along with the directors and everybody to release it early so that people would have something to watch during the pandemic because there was literally nothing on because everything was shut down so I want to say it was April, maybe, when they started airing it. Well, we realized that the last dance wasn't so much about the last season of the Bulls being together in their championship run. It was a retrospective of Michael Jordan's career with with um, a little sprinkle of teammates in there and all of his championships with so a lot of footage based on stuff they took from the 97-98 season and then a lot of Michael Jordan interviews came out it was fine everybody enjoyed it in the moment because there was nothing else on and then after scotty pippen sat down and looked at it after he had done interviews for it he's like yeah i don't like it it don't sit right with me it ain't right so scotty got mad at michael and immediately he anytime he got a chance he was popping off at the mouth so he's like he's like that documentary was wrong there was so much more to it I felt misrepresented. This wasn't about the Bulls, about Michael, blah, 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 blah. So I don't know. Eh, I kind of have an idea. I feel like the last dance broke the proverbial straws, the proverbial camel's back. It was the last straw. The last dance, the last straw. So, so, because of that, Scotty's all, Scotty's like, everybody listen, like, oh, you know what, My, blah, blah, blah. Michael's not that great, Michael's not that great, Michael, blah, 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 blah. that's not the true story, I have so much more to tell, Phil is a racist, which, mm, he, he apologized for calling Phil a racist in his book, 
Uh, Phil did have those comments about LeBron's posse and everything like that a few years ago. As far as I know, Phil's not a racist, but you never know. I mean, he coached two of the greatest players of all time, three, including Shaq. You're going to have your moments where where you, you say the wrong thing, especially as you get older and out of touch with Zen life, I guess. Not to make excuses for Phil. So Phil's either trash or Phil's not. I don't know. Phil's not going to be canceled because he's Phil Jackson. <laughs> you see my point. So Scotty's like, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to write a book. This is what my plan is. I'm going to write a book. So Scotty Pippen writes a book. Okay. It's called Unguarded. I've read the book. I read it two years ago, something like that. Um, I'm not checking my Goodreads, but I've read it. And I enjoyed the book. It was a nice, insightful look at Scotty's whole life and career. Very well written. But it seemed like he, he was just determined. Like, he's like, now. Now is the time for me to step out of Michael's shadow and tell everybody my real story. Going back to my original title. Why do you even care, Scotty? Why? Why? You literally was a draft night steal by Jerry Krause. So you and Michael and Horace and several people have literally crapped all over this man's memory where Bulls fans booed his widow at the Ring of Honor ceremony. Do better, Chicago. Booed his widow. Had that whole narrative of just being... Literally. <laughs> you made Jerry Krause a villain. Yeah, y'all broke up in, 99, in 98. We don't know what may have happened if there hadn't been a lockout, but eventually all good things coming in, y'all went out on top, whatever. Six rings, Scotty. Six rings, no finals losses. You were the second best player on six NBA championship teams, and you won three in a row twice. Six National Basketball Association championships. And over the years, you and Michael have, there's been photos of y'all together, and courtside at, at events and stuff i want to say he attended when i uh, know you attended when his number went up um the second time and you was obviously attendance the first time you're still playing and or you're still playing and may, maybe you weren't there for 33 but y'all all came back and you know it was it was y'all were brothers y'all had went to war and all this stuff and four years it was that narrative like you even went to war with Shaq about LeBron being better than Michael, I think, was what it was. Um, on Instagram, there was a beef at one point. And now you're like, eh, not so fast. I was pretty good, too. You absolutely were, Scotty. That's why you were on the Dream Team 1. On Dream Team 1. You were one of the best 12 players in the United States in 1991 when they selected that team, which is incredible. Why do you care about what they say about Michael now? It's so divisive. I've even said that LeBron has passed Michael as the greatest player of all time. I have a whole episode dedicated to it on hyphenation feed. It's a thing. It's a thing. You have even said Michael's the greatest to ever play. And you've even, there's been narratives. You've been on shows prior to the last dance happening where you wholeheartedly supported Michael Jordan. And now you're like, nah, I got something to say. So yeah, your book was cool, but I thought, I thought, okay, he's going to get the book out, and then he's just going to let it go. He's got it, got it off his chest, and and things will be fine then. Then for the seventy fifth anniversary, your name to the you're one name one of the best seventy five players to ever play in the NBA, and you skip the ceremony to avoid Michael. 
you literally skipped. Like, uh, I'll be there for the hundredth. Bro, there's kids with dreams who look up to you still, who watch your highlights from the 90s, thinking how incredible of a basketball player you are and how much they aspire to be you. And you want to sit there and be like, I don't want to go to the 75th anniversary because Michael's going to be there. Hoity-toity, Scotty Pippen. Come on, Scotty. And yes, the whole Larza and Marcus Jordan thing, it's not cool. Michael came out and said he didn't support it, though. He came out not that long ago, like within the last year, and said he didn't support their relationship, which was a cool thing that Michael didn't have to do considering how much a jerk he usually is. But he, he came out and was like, yeah, I don't really love their relationship. And, and that right there should have been enough. That should have been an apology in itself. His son is literally in a relationship with your ex-wife, who you have a kid with, I believe. Maybe multiple, maybe just one. And he said, I don't, I don't think that's cool. I don't, I don't support that at all. And you still are determined to change this narrative about, about like that you feel like minimizes you. It doesn't matter. And then, and then you got this whole no bull tour. You're running around with Horace, who was the first Michael hater. If you read the Jordan rules, Horace hated Michael. He that's one. Of, he's one of the reasons that he didn't re-sign in Chicago. Him and Michael never saw eye to eye like that. He didn't like how Michael pushed him. He didn't like how Phil pushed him. So he ran away. And guess what? He won no more. Okay, not true. He ran away, but then he went back to the Lakers. I think he ended up getting another ring, like in the early 2000s, if I recall correctly. You're going around with crybaby Horace and Luke Longley, who, if I recall correctly... There's like a there's YouTube videos from like a local Australia rate uh, TV station that did these interviews um, with Luke Longley about his impact on that last repeat. And then Michael even sat down and did like these long video interviews for them to be a part of this documentary because Michael Michael cared enough to do it because he liked Luke enough to do it. And then you're gonna sit there and be like. Luke, I don't know what you're doing. Horace, we know who you are, Horace. We know who you are. You run. And Scotty, I got nothing, bro. I still follow your IG. I, I still enjoy watching your highlights from the 90s, man. But you got to cut it out. Nobody cares. Why do you care, Scotty? Why? Just, just explain to me. That's it, man. That, that's tonight's Hyphen Universe show. Glad I got all that off my chest. So, Scotty Pippen, I hope you, you hear this and you seriously reevaluate what you're doing. Maybe you reach out to Michael, grab a beer, reminisce, apologize. And then maybe you don't have to both duck the Ring of Honor ceremony next time. Maybe, shout out to my man Jack Silverman, maybe you could get Michael to come back to the um, United Center. Maybe, just maybe. Yeah, I know there's a lot of bad memories. We got broken up. It was, it's, it's over. It all ended in 98. Yes, Jerry Reinsdorf is still there, but Jerry Reinsdorf paid y'all a lot of money, even though, yes, your, your contract sucked. We know, Scotty. 
But why do you care now? Why? Are you not financially well off? Come on, bro. So, I highly suggest to each and every one of y'all listening that you go forth and you don't be a Scottie Pippen, you don't be a Kanye West or Dave Chappelle. Be a Beyonce. Go do that. Go out there and be a Beyonce. That's your, that is your assignment for this week. Go out and be a Beyonce. This ain't Texas and this ain't Hold'em. But this is the Hyphen Universe Show. I am Kellen Conley, a.k.a. B-Hyphen, and I thank each and every one of y'all for listening to the sound of my voice. It's always a pleasure being here with y'all. Power of positivity is real. Get that negativity out of your life no matter what you have to do, no matter what you may be, no matter what it may be, no matter what you have to do, you got to do you. Always. Try to have genuine interactions with people. You never know what the next man or woman or non-binary person is going through. Your kind words could save their life or someone else's. You never know. Give people their flowers while they're still here. Tell them you love them. No matter what, I don't care if y'all play the pause game, which I also think is stupid, but to each his own. I don't care if y'all play the pause game every day, all day, and ha, 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 whatever, homophobic. But I'm just saying, if y'all do that, and then y'all parting ways, you're like, yo, I love you, bro. Say it. You never know. You never know. So, appreciate y'all listening to this aggressive episode, man. I love doing this. So until next time, I say all that to say this. Thanks, y'all. This is a hyphen podcast production. Are you not entertained?